Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you as always from little Castaways Beach in sunny Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Michael Roderick. Michael, g'day. Very warm welcome from Down Under. Where are you hanging out, sir? I am in New York right now. Where it is probably a little cooler than it is here. <laughs> just, just a tad, right? <laughs> a tad, as a, a massive <laughs> snow, ice, sleet, hail. <laughs> Whoa. All the fun weather. Sunshine, <laughs> seagulls, and waves here. Okay. Uh, all right. So, enough of the climate lesson. For those of you who don't know Michael, I've known Michael for quite a while. He's the real deal. I can vouch for him. We've been in the same joint venture marketing group for many years. He's also the CEO of Small Pond Enterprises, which helps thoughtful givers. And I love that phrase, Michael. Thoughtful givers become thought leaders by making their brands referable, the messaging memorable, and their ideas unforgettable. Love that. Thank you. That, that's worth a repeat. Thoughtful <laughs> givers become thought leaders by making their brands referable, the messages memorable, and their ideas unforgettable. So that leads us nicely, Michael, into the topic, which is how to create a referable brand. You're going to share with folks how to do that in just seven minutes. Our seven minutes starts now. Question number one, sir, who is your ideal client? The entrepreneur who has been deprioritizing packaging their intellectual property. They're really brilliant. They know what they're doing, but they don't know how to explain it to other people. Best kept secret, and I guess the articulation of their gift is, is a bit of a struggle for them. So yeah. lead us nicely into question number two, which is what's the problem you solve for them? Six and a half minutes left. Most of the time, the challenge they have is that people don't know how to talk about them when they're not there. So uh -huh. I look at their business like a Broadway show, and I help them reframe it so that people would want to buy a ticket. Oh, nice. Oh, you see, you see folks, what he just did there? <laughs> very clever, very clever. <laughs> and that's kind of what you do for your clients, right? Is you exactly. That level of simple ease, roll off the tongue referability. Beautiful. So Tell us, the question number three is six minutes left. Question number three is, what are some of the typical symptoms that your ideal clients experience before they find you, before they work with you? What, what's going on? And it's kind of like a heads up for folks listening to this going, yeah, I better reach out to Michael because that's <laughs> Yeah, so most common is people say, well, what do you do again? Uh, can you explain that to me again? Can you sort of break <laughs> that down for me again? Or, wow, you're so brilliant and you're so amazing, but I just can't figure out how to explain you to my friends. <laughs> it's so common. I, uh, yeah, I had one friend that I must have known him for five years and I still don't know what he does. And I've asked him, I don't know how many times. <laughs> okay, so so this is this is quite a common, this is a surprisingly common experience. And so so yep. speaking of things that are common, question number four and five minutes left, you're dealing with people who are actually mostly very gifted, the, mm -hmm. the smart people. They feel like they're the world's best kept secret. They've got a gift. They want to give it out to the world. So they're going to try stuff, of course. The so question number four is yeah. what are some of the common mistakes that, that your clients, that become clients, tell you that they made before they met you? Yeah. Most common is they try to just keep producing more content, coming up with more ideas and more things. Right. It's just right. an overload as opposed to looking at what they already have and saying, how do I refine this? Right. So I've done a lot of content. It didn't work. So let's do some more. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, <laughs> well, let's, let's help people out here. Question number five, four and a half minutes left. What's one valuable free action that, that someone who they know that you're speaking almost directly to them right now, 
what's a valuable free action they could take that's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction. Yeah, the absolute best thing if you're falling into what I call the echo chamber of the enlightened, where everybody in your industry gets you, but nobody else does, is to go to somebody outside of your industry, say whatever your pitch is, give them your your breakdown, and then ask them to tell you in their own words what you just said. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Michael, you're a genius. This, this, <laughs> this is stuff that I never would have thought in a thousand years, but I can immediately see the power of it. It's like one, you know, when people video your, your performance and you look at it and they go, oh my God, do I look like that? Do I say that? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the echo. That This is a mirror. They're, they're really holding up a mirror and you're saying, this is what you told me. Okay. Did I yep. really say that? Okay. Thank you. Question number six, uh, three and a half minutes left. So lots of time. Sure. And by the way, folks, the succinctness with which Michael is replying to these is unparalleled. So he's doing what he can teach you how to do. That should be heads up <laughs> that this is someone here is walking the talk. Question six, now three minutes left because I've verbalized too much. <laughs> but give us a free resource where people can go to and find out more. Sure. So folks can go to myreferabilityrater.com and you can actually look and see how referable you are. It'll ask you a series of questions so you can get a sense of are you really easy to talk about or are people going to struggle? Super. So that's www.myreferabilityref. A-R-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, rater.com. Go get it. Michael, question number seven, two and a half minutes left. What's the one question that I really should have asked you but but failed to do? So, and, and the answer, please. What most people get wrong about influence. Most people think influence is about persuasion. And true influence is when people do things without you asking them to. So the best way to do that is to actually create something that makes them look good when they share it. We spend a lot of time focusing on telling the story, not enough time focusing on teaching people how to retell the story. Do you want to, because we've got so much time now, can you think of a, for instance, where you've done that or a client has that's the framework, but what would that look like, in a, for instance? Yeah, so uh, for instance, you may have a, a lead magnet, let's just say, right? And you think, oh, everybody, everybody understands this because I get this. But if you were to take that same lead magnet and turn it into like, say, an archetype model, right? Where it's which type of person are you? More and more people would share that because it basically makes them look better. Right. It makes them look good to be like, hey, I'm this archetype. I'm this person. But if you just give them, you know, a basic lead magnet of like, here are the archetypes, it doesn't really work nearly as well as which archetype are you? That's very clever because instead of influencing one person, you're having that influenced person become the influencer on your behalf. Exactly. Wow. Brilliant. Michael Roderick, a minute to spare, so succinct and yet so powerful. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.